Welcome to the Amateur Movie Review Hour. I'm Trevor. To my left, I have... I'm Josh. And to my right... And I'm Megs. And to my left, there's a dog. Yep. She's she's a, a, a heart disease dog. Oh. What has four legs, four wings, and a tail? A flying dog? Nope. Pegasus. No, a dragon with spare parts. A dragon. Yeah, so I'm going to bring up my first issue before I uh, get into, before I describe what this podcast is. A dragon, traditionally, in my opinion, always had four legs and two wings. There are other people who believe that a, a dragon can be of two legs and two wings that have that have like like bat wings you have, have oh, I, I, you, you I know, know yeah i know what you're I'm so instead of four yeah. like how the dragon is in the, in this movie that's some people would call that a dragon that's how it is in dragon slayer too yeah yeah dragon yes. slayer is like that yes which is my favorite dragon movie yes and the harry great. potter movies yes um there are the the dragons that are supposedly with two legs and the and the wings are part of the front two and the back two legs are free those are can be called wyverns i'm trying to picture is this like puff puff is a puff is a dragon four legs four legs two wings okay um smoking weed all day yeah that too uh the dragons from the hbo series game of thrones those are more those are more examples of what wyvern what a wyvern would be called okay because while they do have four appendages front legs and back legs the wings are part of their front two appendages okay and there is a there there exists a debate in the in in uh, in in fantasy culture of whether what defines a dragon. Okay, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's a thing. I thought it was a little more open, where people were very fluid about it. I didn't realize that they were not happy about not on this topic, okay. ma'am. Yeah, it's okay, not, it's not straightforward. Okay, because I mean, I've seen a luck dragon, and that's you know, yeah, looks like my looks he like my have, dog. He doesn't have wings. Yeah, he does. How do you think he flies around? Isn't that fucking wings? Falcor has little tiny wings. <laughs> Falcor, he's nice. <laughs> I don't know if he's, he's a luck a, dragon. That's just a flying and that's, cockapoo. That's that's different. That's a Chinese or traditionally more of an Asian type of dragon. Um, that but, that I've uh, understood that but, is would be considered more as a drake in 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 Western uh, culture. Because a lot of dragons <laughs> are Asian. That are yes. also in Western culture. Yes. I've got to look into this dragon stuff. Yeah, no, it's serious business. I'll get my, my journal out and I'll take notes. <laughs> what is the Amateur Movie Review Hour? Before we began our podcast, the three of us curated a list of approximately 100 movie genres. We then fed that list to a magical random generator that we used to provide us with the movie genre. The three of us take turns choosing movies to watch that fit into the chosen genre. We then watch that movie and attempt to return bi-weekly to review and discuss that movie. The only movies that we have banned are Marvel and DC movies from the past 15 years. I am not a professional movie reviewer, 
I just love to watch movies and then review those movies with my friends and you, my fellow screen fiend. The movie that was watched in our current rotation of Dennis Quaid movies is Dragonheart. The screenplay was by Charles Edward Pogue. The story was by Charles Edward Pogue and Patrick Reed Johnson. And the director was Rob Cohen. The top billed actors were Julie Christie, Sean Connery, Dina Meyer, Pete Postlethwaite. Pete Postlewaite. Postlewaite, Dennis Quaid, and David Thewlis. The year was 1996, and the runtime is 103 minutes. Uh, the reason why I chose this movie was because I enjoy fantasy genre. Uh, I enjoy Dennis Quaid, and and I was full full into fantasy, like this this style of fantasy. Um, I I read books and books and books of it. <laughs> Not this movie but plenty <laughs> of stories like this movie um I, I i vaguely remember i have a i don't remember if i saw it down in tucson or if i had seen it up here when my family had moved up to glendale but it was one of those movies that stuck with me just the time when it had come out and what was happening coming to a new city from from very rural part of tucson so so you saw it in the theater yes okay i saw it on video i saw it in the theater too um i'm quite certain i did not i know that i, I know that i saw it on tv in fact i know that we rented it probably from superstar video oh sure well i saw the build-up of this on like hbo or something like that back in the day i don't recall but it was like it went into all the like the animatronics of not animatronics but the um the CG and stuff they were talking about. This is like decades ahead of everything. Of course, now it looks like shit. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, it was, it was for the things it did. It looked better than like a Jurassic Park that came out just previous to it. But the look wasn't the you know shading was off and stuff like that. There were a lot of things that did lack. But yeah, yeah, there was there. For the time, it was like fucking amazing. You know, some of the uh, the the uh, the high gloss on on the the dragon um looked very if you were telling me it was a metal dragon i've been like okay all right then it's a metal dragon i get that it you know well that's or part chromatic, of it. i should say they wanted like more translucent wings apparently and also like a whole like more of an iridescent looking eye then mm. like glowed a little more instead of more of a human looking but sure yeah um, and all the facial figures are based on sean connery's like they took like 600 photos of him and just did it but it's still a dragon face, and you really yeah. can't do too much. Well, it, it's now as it is now, where you can work the features of the voice actor or whatever into the actual the, look of the with character. the mocap. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I remember watching the the behind the scenes stuff before this movie came out a, a couple times. They uh, were good about playing that stuff oh yeah, oh and yeah. getting people interested in yep. seeing movies back in the day, especially HBO behind the scenes. All that stuff was super popular back then. Oh yeah. And and this this I may have thought when I saw it it was more of an adult like movie, but after watching it now I'm like this is a kids movie. Like oh. they, they, they this was a kids movie through and through. Like, I was an adult when it came out, and so I knew it was kids movie. Sure. That's why I didn't go see it at the theater. This had and, some rewrites though, to where it was something it, it was something different. 
at first because as as it says, like originally it was supposed to be Liam Neeson. Oh, okay. Instead of um, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid, oh. and then a whole list of other people. Once once Liam Neeson was out because they didn't think he could be an action star. Oh. Little did they know. Had they waited eight more years, if they would have just taken their time. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but it, yeah, they after that they looked for Gabriel Burns, Pierce Brosnan, uh, Tom Hanks, Kevin Bacon, Harrison Ford, Mel Gibson, Schwarzenegger. Uh, Patrick Swayze. Swayze would have been fun. Yeah, yeah. Swayze, Swayze would have had some, a, a, a different, yeah. like the different honor attitude. Like, like he would have been. What was his name from? I think Roadhouse. his. I think like, his accent would have been a little better. Yeah, yeah. Dawson. Yeah. Yes, yeah. A more Dawson. Yeah. yeah. I, I had trouble. I love Dennis Quaid, but yeah, yeah. seeing him in the previews, it almost was it felt like a joke. You know, it sure. was like okay. And I, I think, I mean, it's easy to say, oh, well, it's just kind of a fun light movie. And it's fine when you cast people who were like kind of out of character in that situation. But he just really just stood out. It was, it was weird to me. Mm-hmm. There's you know? a lot of dark tones to the movie, though. You know, it's, it's yeah. not a very, it is and it isn't. There's, but there's mostly darkness to this movie, you know? Yes. Yes. I did. I, I guess kids' movie is a little, little, is wrong because of the attempted couple. rape. Yes. Yeah, that that, that happened that a lot be. in kids movies well, when I'm, I was a kid. Sure. Yeah, yeah I mean <laughs> it was pretty normal in movies, so you sure. didn't I mean it was in Greece too. And, yeah. or, or, uh, no, Back Whoa. to the Future had a, uh, an attempted rape. So you didn't you didn't really I guess it wasn't it wasn't I was thinking of Back to the Future when I meant Greece too, but or when I said Greece too, but yeah, Back to the Future had a yeah. pretty obvious attempted rape yeah and when you were a kid you knew what was going on but you were like oh that's normal that's what adults do they try to rape each other sure. on a regular basis sure. you know they it's... wrestle and then the loser yeah happened to them yeah. Yeah. yeah and i mean look there was an attempted rape in in um robin hood prince of thieves true and that's a fun family film true but that was very <laughs> it was also the late great alan rickman doing the raping and i would sure. let him probably <laughs> i believe that's just called consent okay <laughs> Uh, yeah, they it it semi holds up. The writing, the writing definitely holds up. I will say the way that the story was written holds up. They outside of, oh, I can't even say that. I Dulles portrayed a very believable tyrant. Mm-hmm. Well, and they went for Thulas too because they they're they. They were like brains over brawn, you know what I mean? Like, yes. Sure, they ended up making it into this fighter, which was weird, you know. But it I don't was even like, know if it was brains over brawn; it was um, psyche over brawn. Like he's a disturbed individual. But they sure. wanted someone. And I don't to think worry. it was that he was smart; it was yeah. that he was disturbed emotionally. Right. And, right, but that's what they wanted. They didn't. Yeah. They didn't want someone physically dominating yeah. on, on size. Yeah, they wanted someone a little more frail and. They thin, wanted somebody who lives inside his head. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think they did an all right job. Towards the end, portraying that fact, mm-hmm. like if, uh, it in the, oh, I'm gonna mess it up all the time. Ainon or whatever, like David Thewlis. Ainon. Oh, Ainon. Like I heard, I heard, I heard it. Ainon. Like I, I, they did, they did better towards the end. It was always trying. yelling things, so I was like, what yeah. is, I don't know yeah. what he's saying. Yeah. yeah. And the, and adult adult Ainon didn't have herpes like the young one did though. Like he was riddled <laughs> with herpes on his face. <laughs> Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
That's probably why he didn't like his father. Yeah, I wouldn't blame him. Yeah. It <laughs> was that kind of bizarre yeah. thing where um, it's nature over nurture kind of. You know, sure. the kid was just like his father, even though he had this like positive influence in his mother and his, sure. and his, and his, mentor. his, his mentor. And no matter what, he just turned out to be like his father no matter what. And yeah. Um, I like it was a huge disappointment for his mentor because he thought that he was going to change him and his mother thought that but Ooh. you know yeah Ooh, they could have done a small redemption and instead of having Bowen you know do the final act mm-hmm. you could have you, you could have wrote it to have uh, Ainon do the final act you know sort yeah. of redeem himself in, in a way but they didn't want to they no. wanted him to remain a villain had, so yeah. that's where and that's where he'll remain. Mm-hmm. Well, good writing would have been, been to have the girl do it, finish what she started. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That 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 would have worked too. Yeah, that would have given her character the final arc, like her full arc. Yeah. All right. Well, we're about to get into the plot of this uh, movie, so this is your spoiler warning. Things will be spoiled. The movie opens with a knight named Bowen, played by Dennis Quaid, sparring with a young Ainon in the ruins of an old castle. Bowen exhibits behavior and shouts quotes that make him a knight of the old code. Brock, played by played by Brian Thomas. God, this dude, I love bro I love I enjoy seeing Brian Thomas and stuff because he just plays this one type of character yeah hey, he's the bad guy he's slash the bi- thug he's the uh-huh. big bad guy uh-huh. yeah. yeah was the he, big face bad guy he was in x-files right yeah did he have that stint in x-files he was a bad guy of course yeah and is he still alive because i haven't I, um, noticed him in several years i'm not sure i will uh, some people kind of fade and even sure. his even his imdb picture is an old one so some no he's still alive okay but yeah he's he did all the stuff, you know, Cobra mm-hmm. and and uh, Terminator and, you know, like anything. Like, we need some big, bulky, weird thugs and like, we know where to go. Yep, yep. Yeah. So Brock, played by Brian Thompson, requests the presence of Ainon to watch his father. A, to watch his father and a local lord of some type, whose name is Franey, put down a peasant uprising. During the attempt to squash... The rebellion, an ambush kills Franey, and Ainon rips the crown from the still warm hands of his father. A young red-haired peasant girl named Kara slapstick falls her way off of a second-story bungalow right into Ainon, causing the accidental injury to the heart area of his chest. Ainon and Kara share a, share, share a look. That was a meat cute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bowen brings screaming Ainon to his mother, Queen Aslan. Played by Julie Christie. Um, for those who might know, she was in Dr. Zhivago. Bowen does not think that Ainon has long, as Queen Aslan eyes a statue of a dragon. Ainon is brought before a dragon, voiced by Sean Connery. The dragon is reluctant to intervene and makes Ainon swear an oath to be an honorable and just ruler. The dragon takes half of his own heart and places it into Ainon's wound, saving the young Ainon. But Ainon says fuck that and does evil shit by blinding the rebel leader, Kara's father, and forcing the rebels to rebuild a Roman castle. Bowen tries to speak reason to Ainon, but Bowen storms off in anger after Ainon implies he is above the code. Bowen returns to the dragon returns to the dragon cave to yell and scream about the results of Ainon's behavior. 
Bowen believes the dragon has corrupted Einon and makes a vow to hunt and kill all dragons left in the world. Jed, that's your first drop into it. So the charisma was there for Dennis Quaid, but that accent was just vile. Somebody told him to lose it because it went away really it, quick. It was in and out. Yeah, it was kind of. And it I, was in and out the whole movie. It was. A, uh, it was yeah. a total Costner on on Prince of Thieves. It was yeah. Costner tried to do an accent, and he too was told to stop it. And there are just certain people who are not only unbelievable doing it, but even Brian just Thomas terrible. doing it was yeah. just vile. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, the yeah. only person. Well, that's because he was, but we'll meet him later. Um, there, there's the other actual English people who are oh, like, yeah. "This is the only way I can talk." I mean, this is a, a utterly international film, oh, and yeah. there are 100%. only like three Americans in the entire movie. So, the the sets are pretty cool. Like, I, I, I like the I like the Dragon Cave when when they brought in Ainon in there. They just had all that like flowing oh flow or that like the calcium or mineral buildup from millions of years of water mm. just overflowing or dragon shit mm, or dragon shit it could be that too 12 years later a monk and poet named gilbert glockenspur played by pete possible weight travels down a road on a donkey a dragon and bowen have a tussle brother gilbert proclaims bowen to be a knight worthy of King Arthur's order. Brother Gilbert decides to travel with Bowen to record and document his deeds. An older Ionon, played by David Thewlis, has turned against everything that Bowen had taught him. He is an evil man that enslaves and exploits his vassals and peasants, as is evidenced by the rebuilt castle he calls home and the agreement of a road tax thought up by his lackey Felton, played by Jason Isaac. Like, I... I didn't I, recognize him. I, I saw the name and I'm like, what the fuck you mean he's in here? What? And then I see him like, holy shit. Yeah. I was like, who is that guy? He looks vaguely familiar, but I cannot figure him out. And I'm like, oh my God, that's Jason Isaacs. Uh-huh. He was so like skinny uh-huh. and, and pasty. Well, you know, he's English, but he just, it, it didn't look anything like him. He had that long hair and like, it, it was, it was odd. Like, it was the facial hair that threw it off the most though. I, uh, did he did he have eyeliner on too? Yeah, there was some eyeliner. Okay, on like but he wears a lot of eyeliner in different films. I mean, sure. you know, like he this, played Captain Hook. Yeah. So I've seen him with eyeliner before, but I don't know. I just did not. I could not figure out who he was until I looked his name up, and I'm like, ah. Yeah, I was. I wasn't ready for it I, at all. Uh, we return to the quarry. Where we see an older red-haired Cara now played by Kara now played by Dina Meyer, bring her father some water. Enon displays some of his cruelty by using Kara's father as a target. Kara begs for her father's release from the quarry. Enon agrees and releases her father with an arrow to the stomach. Now I think it's really weird though when he, because um, they they like the blind people in this. <laughs> Yeah. I know. With like multiple people with missing eyes in this. Yeah. Yeah. He, somebody had a a fetish of taking eyes. I think it was a big popular thing to do back then. The person was still alive, but they were, you know, permanently taken away. Like they were in dark, permanent darkness, you know? Sure. It, it is one of the m- most um, 
horror. I don't even horrible is not right. The 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 it's it's an action that the person who holds the power over you can show you. Mm-hmm. And like this is what I can do to you. Like yeah. I don't need to kill you. I could take a piece of you. Yeah. And still make you work for me. Like that's how much. Like basically, I you, care you'll never you. see like, your daughter again. Sure. Yeah. She's right in front of you, and you'll yeah. never see her again. Yep. It's like torturing a car and fucking like blowing his tires out, you know, and they're like, hey, let's drive on the car, you know. Like, you don't beat. I've never understood damaging the slaves, you know. Well, yes, you're, you're. And that's what they do. And I'm like, you're, you're, you're ruining your, your equipment, you know? Yes. Yes. I get, make a message, whatever, but there's better ways to make well, a message. Well, it's also a good way to show that he's a poor leader because a good leader mm-hmm. doesn't do that. They, they don't damage their, their slaves or their, their workers. And, so he's he's not he's not only is he a terrible person as far as treating that mistreating them, but he's also just a bad businessman. Sure. Like he's an idiot, you know. He's 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 wasting his own money pretty much. And the scene where they where um where they meet in the fields, and then all of a sudden all the people oh, pop yeah. up out of the grass. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. like, what the fuck just <laughs> the, happened? No, man? you're right. Like I because they were there. Yeah, like they, they were, were there, there in the, the beginning, and they I had just, I had completely forgot about yeah, them as well. They make like, you completely forget about it. It was really weird. It's like, oh shit, that's right. They, they that's right. They, they just fucking laid down, which is the stupidest thing to do against a dragon, because you know they fly and yeah. they look down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they can see yeah, you. That that's that's good for hiding against. I don't know me. Yeah, <laughs> like a cat yeah. who's looking straight ahead. Line vision, yeah. Bowen has tracked a, tracked a dragon to its cave to behind a waterfall. Brother Gilbert finds the dragon by accident, and we hear a, a voice of a familiar dragon. Bowen and the dragon exchange words before a chase ensues through a forest. We get to see some of the gadgets that Bowen has devised and employs in hunting in the hunting of dragons. The chase ends because the dragon becomes snagged on a tree, done by Bowen's prowess uses uh, the rope that was tied to a saddle and sticks it between a fork, a forked tree. Bowen finds out that this dragon is the last of all dragons because of Bowen's vow of vengeance. The dragon attempts to eat Bowen, but it doesn't because Bowen has stabbed the roof of the dragon's mouth. The two have found themselves in this, if teeth come down, sword goes up, and if sword goes up, teeth go down, stalemate. They eventually come to an agreement. It's a pure competition of wills. It's like, yes. I can stay here for three days. I can stay here for three weeks. <laughs> I I want to know what device or what Sean Connery was putting in his mouth to get those sounds of of the, the conversation between him and Dennis Quaid. Probably some cotton. Okay. All right. Some cotton, like some good old-fashioned You were going Godfather. hard on the CEO part. I was like, oh, oh. oh. You tell me Sir Sean Connery was putting some hot cock no, in his mouth? No, no, no. No, you, exactly. No, he would never. Some hot cotton. Cotton. You went hot. Yeah. Cotton. I think you'd even like. Yeah. Cotton. Okay. They eventually come to an agreement to scam the villagers with a performance that I've dubbed Kill That Dragon. Where Bone pretends his hardest to kill the dragon, and the dragon pretends to be easily killed. I think they could have done a better job of making yeah. that more into a montage, you know, not yes. just two villages. you know, yes, yeah, like, I'd I, like to see a montage. Yeah, and I, I'm still, I throughout this, and even at the end of the movie, I still have questions about how long this took. Like, I, I am lost in the timeline of like from 
I, I know I when it started, twelve years after Bowen Clinton oh, vows his it's revenge. Three, it's three days. Really? It's three fucking days. Holy or yeah. shit. This whoa yeah. damn. Okay. I think it's three to four days, yeah. All right. Yeah. Dragon magic, you know. Uh but at, so I, they they have their first uh uh successful performance. The dragon pretends to be killed. Bowen gets some gold and uh Bowen and the dragon bond. Uh, after the dragon reveals that he is truly afraid of losing his soul. Ainon throws Kara in prison after she, after she failed to assassinate Ainon. I liked how he used the, the dragon flag or like the pitcher or whatever that he was using to fill his uh, uh, cup. He saw her climbing in through the window. He, got, he has poor guards. <laughs> uh Ainon stabby broods on his rooftop patio. He's using his knife and just stabbing that wooden structure. I have no idea why. It was pretty, pretty broody. <laughs> he realizes that the red-haired Kara, Kara is the one that caused his chest wound those twelve years ago. Yeah, because there's only one redhead in town. Yeah, only yeah, one. There's only like one. that one. Because them, her and him. Yeah. Yeah, That's he's it. like, oh, there's that one girl I met once because she's the only red-haired girl in town. Yeah, so obviously that means she's really into him. Yeah, like like she's got red hair. Yeah, he's got red hair. We're, we've got obviously the same stuff. Yeah. like nothing can keep them apart he wants to see if those like uh the carpet matches the drapes there you know yep that's what he was trying to do yep bowen and the dragon do more bonding this time it is bowen that reveals some of his fears their conversation ends abruptly as the dragon reels in pain from a bright red wound on his left side it cuts to Ainon crashing into a metal rack with a wound in the same left shoulder spot as was on the dragon. Ainon attempts to seduce Kara. Bowen and the dragon have another bonding moment. Aslan vowing not to let let uh, what happened to her happen to Kara. She helps Kara escape by utilizing a secret passage. The dragon and Bowen have another bonding moment. Bowen bestows the name of Draco after the consolation, very original, upon the dragon. And Draco loves it. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. You can call me dragon in your tongue after I tried to tell you what dragon was in my tongue. So, yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not? Uh, good food is wasted on, on Kara as she tries to rally her village to fight against Enon. Instead, the village decides that her best role in the community would be as a, as a sacrifice to the dragon that plagues her village. And Bowen obliges. Bowen arrives at Draco's lair where Kara and Draco have been having a delight a delightful time talking after the performance of Dragon Steals Maiden. Draco retreats to his cave suddenly behind a waterfall as Bowen complains about waiting for for ha having to wait for Draco to come back to complete their ruse. Ainon and his lackeys arrive to the lair and find Bowen and Kara. Ainon greets his old mentor Bowen Ainon, aware of the code Bowen adheres to, exposes a weakness in Bowen by denouncing the code. Using that advantage, Ainon presses his attack, wounding Bowen. Draco thwarts a killing blow by flying out of the cave and showing Enon the scar under Draco's scales. Enon flees in fear. Bowen, now totally out of the night business, rejects Kara's proposition to help her overthrow Ainon. 
Bowen and Draco go about business as usual, finding the next village to ply the chicanery. Kara Kara attempts to persuade the village, but is stymied by Brother Gilbert. Brother Gilbert's testimony is all the villagers need. The normal kill that dragon ploy does not work because the water's too shallow. So the villagers already having not much food, even though there were quite a few pigs there. I was like, what do you mean you don't have enough? But all right. They're like, well, look, there's a fucking dragon out there. Let's go get it. Neat. Yep. Draco flies off, leaving Kara, Bowen, and Brother Gilbert behind. The villagers now set their sights on the trio. Draco swoops in, rescues the three of them, and delivers them to the mystical castle of Avalon. It is in Avalon that the group finds solace and shelter amidst the tombs of King Arthur and his knights of yore. It is among the ruins of Avalon that Draco reveals the truth that he is kept from Bowen. Draco is the one responsible for Enon. Draco had hoped to gain entrance to the dragon afterlife, the Dragterlife, by giving a piece of himself to save a little dying boy. Draco had hoped that with his sacrifice he could secure his passage to the Dragterlife. But he is afraid that the man Ainon has become will cost him his soul and the drag to life. Kara and Brother Gilbert intend to return to Kara's village and lead the rebellion against Ainon. A self-convinced Draco agrees to go with Kara and Brother Gilbert. Bowen has a vision of King Arthur, which gives him courage to join the fight. I guess in the book it was like more of the round table that was there or something like that. Well, the was... book wasn't written till afterward. This isn't based on the source material. This, the source material, the material is based on this. This is the source material. So the book is ma- based on the movie. But that was pretty common back then. They often sure. novelize um, so movies. And yeah. so they just put more work into the book after the movie. They, were, they gave you like, you know, they need a lot extra for what, you to read what was in the book like i, I know in here is just like the like it was supposed to be the tombs like just the tombs of them like so it was I the actual it was like table or something like that really yeah nice nice yeah that that plays better in the book than it does in, in a movie like they, they made the, a lot of changes to the book to the book like um i think there were there were time changes age changes oh yeah sure. no yeah. it was only three years not yeah. 12 and they were in the book oh okay all right yeah well i, I get sure I get, ooh. And weird, it was weird, like weird, and it was younger yeah weird move but if you're if the story is written after the movie maybe they're like oh so this, he was this only was like 18 instead of a 20 like late 20s kind of guy he was it was an 18 year old kid which makes a little more sense yeah i agree i agree yeah. It would have made a little bit more sense had he been 18 acting the way that he did mm-hmm. instead of maybe 25, 26. Yeah. Bowen begins the training of Kara, Gilbert, and the entirety of the village- villagers who want to stand against Ainon. One of Ainon's minions, Brock, spots the villager the villager army and reports back to Ainon. Aslan gifts or yeah, Aslan gifts Ainon with the finest dragon slayers. Mm, I've seen hotter on Game of Thrones. Then suddenly, the villagers attack, and the rebellion is on like Donkey Kong. The villagers are close to gaining victory when Brother Gilbert shoots Ainon, causing Draco to plummet from the sky. 
Ainon is now enlightened with the understanding that he, Ainon, is immune from death for as long as Draco remains alive. Draco is quickly subdued by the remaining dragon slayers. Aslan, aware of the life bomb between Draco and Ainon, attempts to kill Draco. However, Ainon foils her plan and murders her. Off camera. Yeah, and like, I, 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 that's an old, that's old, like, trope. That has to be what, I don't, I don't know what it has to be. I've seen that. Well, it wasn't like, it's more like stage play type of stuff where two people go into yeah. a dark well, and, that's normally and, like, and then crash bang. Ah, yeah. well, that, that's a crash bang. Ah, like, but you saw him. He has a spear in his hand. Oh yeah. It's not like he's walking up with like a fucking, like, like a stocking in his hand. He's sure. going to choke her out. You know, something more, you know, like, like visceral, you know, it's just like, Hey, stabby, you're done. You it know, it was the do. spear to kill fucking Draco. Well, like, yeah, they would, yeah. like she dropped the, or, we just knocked her, her hand. hand. Yeah. 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 And then he used it to impale her. Yeah. Carib leads Bowen, Brother Gilbert, and the other rebels into the castle by the secret passage to rescue Draco. Ainon was waiting for them. Bowen and Ainon engage in swordplay all over the fucking castle. Kara and Brock fight. Kara wins. Like, that was the quickest fight that I have had. Like, it was, oh... Cut you down to pieces. Swap. Axe into his stomach. <laughs> dead. And there was no blood on the axe head either. When they when she pulled it back before they they cut to the next scene and she went to the doorway, there was zero blood on it. Bowen and Ainon end up on the end up um in Ainon's rooftop patio. Bowen throws Ainon off the rooftop patio. Anon crashes through a roof below and plunges into a pool of water. While Bowen is spring Draco, the dragon reveals the truth to Bowen. Bowen must kill Draco in order to stop Anon forever. Anon emerges from his crash landing and storms towards both Draco and Bowen. Bowen relinquishes his spear and his fear and throws his weapon at the exposed chest of Draco. Bowen's strike is true. Both Draco and Ainon fall dead, thus ending the tyrannical rule of Ainon, lord of random part of England. The body of Draco dissolves into the night so that his soul may join his dragon brethren and sistren as a new star of the dragon constellation. Draco's soul joins his fellow dragons to become a new star in the constellation. Brother Gilbert narrates the ending, stating that Bowen and Kara lead the kingdom into a reign of peace and justice, a golden age, with Draco's star providing the strength to persevere through hard times. Roll credits. Yeah, I was much more entertained when I was 13 years yeah. old. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, I mean, it's. It's the kind of movies that were popular back then. Yes. People liked it. It's kind of like how the sword and sandal films were super big when, you know, our parents were younger or whatever. And now we had, this is our version of the sword. They were trying, it was kind of like they were trying to bring the sword and sandals back. They had been trying for years. I mean, we had Dragon Slayer back in the early eighties with the hot Pete Mc, Peter McNichol. Oh, you know, yes. they showed his penis in that movie. Ooh. Yeah. Dick neck or full? Full? Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, it's it was a it was a quite interesting. Um, he was quite the heartthrob, 
Um, as much as I love Peter McNichol, odd choice to go full nude. Um, but every few years they would release some sort of movie like that, that, you know, you had Lady Hawk, you had, um, Lady Hawk. Yeah. You just, you had these movies that were, everybody wanted them to get there. We had Conan, you know, we had, we had all that stuff and it was, it didn't really catch up. People loved them, but they didn't really catch on. And they had a, like Beastmaster. I love Beastmaster. (laughs) Beastmaster. Beastmaster is one of my favorite movies of all time. I love Beastmaster. Um, You had Sheena. You had all these movies that everybody, and and Tanya Roberts was in both of those movies. But you just, they, and then they had tons of people, B versions of these movies. I mean, technically these movies were kind of B in there in and of themselves, but then they had B movies that came out afterward. So, I'm sure Dragonheart didn't Dragonheart have some sequels? It has yeah. five other movies. That's great. Yeah. That that's fantastic. There's one prequel, and they then, were all straight to yeah. video, weren't they? Yes, yeah, they're all yeah. straight to video. Uh, 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 I vaguely the remember Masterson that. Yeah, Danny brother, the younger brother, the young Masterson Malcolm brother. Malcolm in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I was working He's at the, the video he, store back then, so I know they the, would come through. You know, never come through. That was the sequel, and then the third one is a prequel to both of it. There's like, there's, yeah, there's five or six. Um, yeah. So you, so you say that the non-rapist Masterson? Well, you yes, uh, yes. Uh, uh, as of, I have, I only allegedly heard nothing. I've not heard he rapes anybody yet. He was with Laura for a really long time, and she never mentioned any raping. There's how many? There's uh, so it was ninety six, then the two thousand. So from two thousand to two thousand and fifteen was Jesus. Yeah, yeah, that was the. Then there was three. Uh, yeah, in two thousand one in two thousand fifteen, one in seventeen, and then twenty twenty. Wow, they are just all over the place, aren't they? Yes, uh, there was another. I remember a another reason why I, I enjoyed this movie when I was younger, because it's a De Laurentiis production. Um, he, it, it, this is Raffaella, I believe, the sister. Daughter. So she was the daughter of Dino De Laurentiis, who. Did one of my most was uh, responsible for the production side of one of the one of my most favorite movies, done by Alan Smithy, oh. directed by Alan Smithy. Oh, the the great Alan Smithy. Uh huh. <laughs> Dune. Okay. Yes. Okay. And I believe the Laurentises also had production in the Fifth Element. Did did he take did uh what's his name take his name off of Dune? Yes, that's why it's Alan Smithy. I know, but I don't remember him taking his name off. Yeah. Oh, I just don't remember that at all. I remember all the fanfare leading up to the release and all the um all the interviews that Lynch did at the time. You know, talking about how long it took him to get it to screen. I don't remember and I remember his we also at my video store we also carried his his version his director's cut um of Dune. Wow. So Wow. Yeah. That's that that that's rare and very rare to actually hear that. Our manager was a huge fan. So when he okay. would get something and then he'd get a better version of it, then he would bring his version to the store. Okay. 
but I did also have people who um, wanted other versions, like the the version that played on on television that was edited for television. People didn't understand that that wasn't the version that was released in theaters. Which one? Like you mean you mean of the 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 Alan Smithy one, right? Or yeah, okay. I know there was. Yes, I know which one you're talking about with the illustrated stuff in like the beginning. I don't remember. It's been so long, but there were a lot of people who taped taped it off of of cable television and it was edited to a certain a certain way because it was so long and in order to fit into their time slots they edited it so there were certain people who only saw those versions growing up and would got really angry when they would rent the actual and be like oh theatrical motherfuckers been lying to my yeah ass. They, like there that happened a lot people would rent a movie and they didn't understand that it was edited for television or whatever and they couldn't understand they thought we were lying to them and giving them the wrong sure. versions um, so I, as, as I often am, I was wrong about the fifth element. It was a Luke Besson. Luke Besson. Yeah. That was his follow up to, um, Leon. So this movie, dragons don't shoot fire from their mouth, but from their nose. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. That, that I, I noticed that there was, there was nothing coming from his mouth. There were, and it was emanating and, 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 and he was shooting rockets, fireball, snot rockets. If I had a licensed button i do the pitbull fireball thing oh. <laughs> Ooh! oh let's get crazy uh, i do not think i'll be watching this movie again <laughs> no no nah. you're not gonna watch it after we leave nah i'm nah there's there's some baseball to watch so i'll say this sean connery saved the movie yes like yes. he was the best part by far. I think Pete There's, Postlewaite was the best. Well, the late great Pete Postlewaite. But um, he's the same in everything. You know, no, to he's where, not. Yeah, he is. He's often not the bumbling fool that he played in this movie. He's often the more sage and um, wise man in a movie. That's what he was the sage and wise man. No, it he was, was just, the bumbling. He was a little bit more bumbling in this. I've actually, just, I'm not used to seeing him so bumbling. He was just a little less short. He, I was the same in Alien Three. Oh, God, I don't remember Alien 3. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but with a little bit more of a an aggressive well, uh, he, edge. Like, I, I know I know why everybody was there. Yeah. It was a prison planet. Prison planet. We should have one of those. Wow. <laughs> and it has a song. You know, every time. Well, we'll all wear our prison, prison pockets. Prison planet. <laughs> and then there's a captain of the prison planet. He's Captain Prison Planet. Yeah. Flying through the sky. Raping. <laughs> yeah, I don't really want to ever see Dan- Dennis Quaid in that weird ponytail thing no, again either. No. There was uh, something just so ridiculous about all of it. The 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 scene, one of the first scenes from uh, the 12 years where he's riding through the field and he's got his bow and arrow drawn. I got, that's not a full drawn bow and arrow. I got to know that for sure. It was, it was a prop that he was using. He must've been so scared out of his mind, writing that thing yeah. with no hands, just holding it. Like he looked scared. He, no, I think I that think, was some of his best acting. I think, doesn't he have horses? I don't know if he had horses then. I think that he I, was one of those guys who has I a place in Montana now. with a bunch of horses. And I think he did back then. Okay. All like, right. I think he wasn't he one of those guys who was kind of like living on a big kind of horsey area. A lot now, of a lot of stars back then did that. They in the nineties they kind of moved. They bought places in Montana and whatnot. Sure. And they you know like look at Val Kilmer. He had a place in what New Mexico. 
Yeah. Uh, that was like where his family was from, but he had like a big like horse property or something in New Mexico. Right next to Los Alamos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's where he was. Um, so the studio also wanted Whoopi Goldberg for the dragon role. Hmm. She was big at the time, remember? That's yeah. when she was like oh. in her heyday. Yeah, she was in Late her Late age, early 90s. Sister you know, right till then. She was out there banging all the hot guys. Dude, yeah. Ted Danson. Yeah. It was, Come I think on. There was Ted Danson, and then she was with What's-His-Name for a really long time. Um, didn't he die recently, her her old boyfriend? Who, Pee-wee Herman? She wasn't dating Pee-wee Herman. It would have been cooler if she did. It would be cooler if she did, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What Frank Langlia? Langlia. Oh, Frank Langlia. Langlia. She was with him for a long time. Is it Langlia? What is it? Frank. The guy that played Skeletor. Yeah. Yeah, they were together. I thought it was Langlia. Like I pronounce a lot of things wrong. I've always pronounced it Langlia. Yeah, they dated for years. But maybe it's not the same as Mangala. (laughs) I hope like it's not because now that'll forever gonna be. It's Langala, like Mangala. Uh, uh. Remember they made that movie together, and then they just... She, like, she used to make movies with these random actors and then just move in with them, and they'd live together for years. Sometimes you got to do something as an actor-comedian. I I just... I always was... I She's one of the people I've been waiting to come out of the closet forever, and she just didn't. She just banged all these dudes. All right. Yeah, and it was the weird, the weird dudes like Ted Danson and Ted Danson's not weird. It's a, that's a weird choice. That's a weird pairing. Just, mm. yeah, it, 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 it's humans. It looks like it's two dudes banging. <laughs> and then Frank, he was a little bit older. Like I guess maybe she liked the older guys. I don't know. Maybe she did. Maybe she did. Um. Whoopi, Miss Goldberg, if you'd like to answer that question, you can. <laughs> what are you into, Whoopi? Like, what are you into? At, uh, What's going the on? Amateur movie review hour on Instagram. If you'd like to answer that question, where we're not press. <laughs> <laughs> um, Josh, would you watch this movie again? No. Okay. Kind of mad I had to. <laughs> Like the the only the only factor was just Sean Connery for me. That was it. Everything else was like, oh look who's in it. It's that guy, you know. Like yeah, that was fun. It reminded me of some of the little tidbits of everything. But maybe I didn't like it back then either. You know? Sure. Like I didn't follow up and watch any of the sequels it made. So obviously I didn't like it that much. I didn't I didn't care that much about the story to really want to go like, yeah, let's dive down this rabbit hole, guys. Let's do this. You know. This is a movie that I personally would never want to watch again. However, if I still worked at my old video store, I, this would be a great movie for me to play because play, I loved movies that I could just play in the store that didn't really have any language in them. Sure, yeah, um, yeah. That wouldn't you couldn't have anything that would shock a customer, you know, like, ah, what's that? So that would be, I would probably play it in there. There were a lot of movies I didn't care for that much that I played all the time in there. And um, if I were, like, babysitting a child and I said... This is a good children's movie. I don't think they would get the rape thing, so I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, no, it went over my head when I was there. When, yeah. I, when I was 13 yeah. watching it, I was like, Yeah, what? kids only know about uh-huh. stuff like that because their parents pointed out, and they're like, look at the rape. So I'm taking you're in the same camp as Josh and myself yes. not watching this movie yeah. ever fucking again. It was a terrible <laughs> movie. Yeah, <laughs> it was a terrible movie. It was, and they, whatever it was, they made they made the money and then made it back more. There were little boys who loved this movie once upon a time. Yep. And so they made a bunch of them. All right. Well, this time we would 
talk about our next movie. Megan. Oh, the next movie is going to be Undercover Blue starring Dennis Quaid, Kathleen Turner, Stanley Tucci, and oh God, what is her name? The English actress who I really like, but I can't think of her name off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm, I, I'm not sure. But she's great. Oh, actually, Tom Arnold's also in it and Park overall. Oh, shit. Nice. Well. Probably like five babies playing that one baby. Sure. So many had to be switched out. Yeah. And not to mention all the baby deaths. Oh, God. There are so many baby deaths. (laughs) Especially the zoo scene. You know, they're always dropping them accidentally and the crocodiles. All right. Well, that brings us to our next segment. Josh, give me the juice. All right. The Juice is our new segment where we're going to talk about uh, things that we're watching, things we like. So uh, if you like, if you've seen it, you know, or maybe we like the same stuff. If not, don't really care. You know, just. Yeah. Um, I recently watched a show on Netflix called Sanctuary about Japanese sumo wrestlers. Okay. Super cool. Like, uh, I like the culture out there, so I'm really into that, but. There's a lot of man ass there and fairly fat guys. So if that if you don't like that, don't watch it. But, but if it's you do really like good it, watch stuff. It. it you got you got your you know like your um what do they call? I can't even think right now. But it's a uh, it, it's good. It's a good show. It's short. You know, like ten episodes. But that's I recently watched that and I enjoyed it. So very very insightful to the world of sumo. Um, it's it's story driven on the people. Um, okay. It it about how there's like houses and things like that so it, it does give you a lot of background whether or not it's true i don't fucking know i didn't really look beyond it i just kind of enjoyed it so okay cool take it at face value d- d- go down the rabbit hole if you want but i don't it's 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 a joy to watch if you want to check it out i've not watched anything lately i've been i've been hanging out with nature and, and birding lately so um I'll, I'll let you know if i uh check anything new out what new birds have you seen? Well, I saw, now that you ask, <laughs> I saw a an acorn woodpecker, which is oh. quite a beautiful one. Okay. I saw some wild turkeys, okay. which I really enjoyed. I think right. I enjoyed them the most. Um, and of course, here in town, I often see some um, Albert's Towies. I see them all the time, actually. We've become pretty pretty close. And um, of course, you have your doves. You're they're pretty boring. Oh, sure, yeah. You have your sparrows and your finches. Uh, but I'm really particular to the brewer sparrow because it is a tiny, tiny little sparrow, and I think it's a dar- darling little thing. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. Megan's Megan's been uh, been looking at birds. I've been looking the, at birds. The bird juice. <laughs> that bird juice. I've been watching uh, Lower Decks. It is a hmm. Star Trek spinoff. It's an animated show. I am enjoying it very much. Uh, it is very opposite to what the other Star Trek shows are. Okay. It, it it's it's highly entertaining. Any celebrity voices? Yeah, there's um, what's uh, what's the uh, Paul Shear? Okay. Uh, Paul F. Tompkins is, shows okay. up every now and then. Um, uh, Jerry O'Connell. Is, is one of the recurring uh, voice actors. Okay. Uh, uh, um, uh, Jack. Jack Quaid. Jack Quaid. Yes. Jack. The, Jack Quaid. The, the great mm-hmm. little Jack Quaid, son of Dennis Quaid and yes. Meg Ryan, star yes. of The Boys. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's a 
couple other individuals that I've seen that I've recognized, but I can't recall their names right now. Um, That's a good voice cast, just as it is. Like it's it's a nice voice cast. Uh, it's uh, 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 is it Mike Tetscori? Uh, he's done voice for Optimus Prime and some of the like animated shows. The last one they had some of the re, re, uh, the next generation crew. They had Riker and Deanna um, show up, but they were just guest starring. It's 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 thirty minutes. Is animated adult animated? So is Sheer's wife on it too? She usually does stuff. With I him. I am not sure if she is the 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 platform that I watch it on doesn't give me all the names. It usually just gives me the the recurring major roles. Every now and then I'll get lucky and see something. Um, what was it? What's his name? Damn, what plays uh? Was it Jack? He was from Thirty Rock. It's like the the page dude or whatever oh um thought it was it was jack but i think maybe that was his no character. jack was um his character Haley right. joe osmond was no on jack there. was nice. jack was um uh baldwin's Baldwin. character. Yeah. oh okay not no it wasn't him it was a uh, maybe that's his maybe the real his real name is jack but he was he uh oh you you if, if i showed you a picture you'd be like oh yeah that guy i know yeah well, yeah, that's what I've been watching. Well, that sounds like fun. I'll check that out. Mm. Uh, so we don't have any reviews to read, but Spotify does now allow listeners to go and uh, 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 answer the question of what did you think of the episode? So if you feel so inclined to answer that, go right ahead. Um, and if you do not want it published, put somewhere in there that you do not want this published otherwise we will publish it especially if it's good and more than likely if it's bad we'll put it on there too we don't care we we, we, we will welcome the haters hey everybody <laughs> has a voice and an opinion it's okay true uh-huh. i'm not it's okay I'm not, they can have their opinion just like i have mine it's an opinion yeah yeah all right opinions are like assholes they shit on the toilet that's right that was good <laughs> so that's so deep yeah. That's, what, that's, that's what connects us all. That's why we have Joshua here. Yep. He, he keeps us deep. Those are words I never hear. <laughs> never hear. I'm a shallow basin kind of guy. <laughs> Just like your toilet. Yeah. Well, Oops, thanks for listening. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. You're okay. Anyway, <laughs> no joke. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, we We appreciate it. Uh, if you could go and rate and follow us on whichever platform, if that's Spotify or uh, the Apple Podcast, um, if you leave a five star review, we will or a, a good review, we'll we'll definitely get it out there. If you leave a bad one, we'll get it out there too. Um, you can follow us at Instagram on the Amateur Movie Review Hour. Um, I'll I'll get things wrong, so keep on telling me when I'm wrong, and I'll not listen and still get things wrong. We're they, we're only our fourth episode in. We're still finding our voice. Well, we still need to rate the movies, though. We didn't rate the movies. Oh, that is right. Bro. You are correct. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Whoever wrote this agenda did a terrible well, uh, job. You're right. You're exactly right. Who I blame the dog. <laughs> nope. I take responsibility for my right. actions. I would have blamed the dog. That's what I normally do in any situation. <laughs> well, then... Y- Josh, you first. Your okay. movie. All go right. first, buddy. Oh, man. This was a two. They, they, two? Yeah. This is a two. I, go Are ahead. we going out of five? 
Yeah, did two I'm out of five. Two out of five. Okay. It's and it's not a great movie, but it was fun to. I mean, it was fun enough, and it, I think that it wasn't bad enough to give it a two. That's okay. for sure. All right. Um, it had a decent enough background cast, and it looked cute. You know, it wasn't it wasn't ugly. It didn't give me a, a gross, sick feeling looking at it. So sure. Um, yeah, yeah, three and a half. I mean, I could, I could have it on. It's background. It would be a good background movie. Okay. While I'm playing on my computer, looking at birds. All right. As a teenager as I was when I saw it, I probably would have gave it like a four, you know, out of five. But as a cynical forty-something-year-old, <laughs> it's got a, it's a two, you know. The only, like I said, the only redeeming factor for me was just Sean Connery, you know. That didn't. And that that's, was it. That's why I give it two. Sean you know? Connery. If if there was no Sean Connery, uh, I, I don't think this movie would have been remembered like just I, I love david Thewlis, but like just looking at him sometimes just makes my stomach hurt and like there's just something about him that's like he looks like rickets walking around okay. yeah i can i can see that i'm a fan it just he just looks like rickets so i'll, I'll give this movie two Thewlis rickets all right two <laughs> Thewlis rickets all right yeah <laughs> uh thank you everybody for for listening and following us on whichever platform that you do uh keep in touch with yourself <laughs> that's a weird thing to share that sounds yeah, like uh, that sounds like, well, like like no have fun well, masturbating <laughs> later that's sure. what that sounds like yeah that was a failed attempt at yeah. an outro yeah. Yeah. you guys can yeah. just forget that everybody keep in touch with yourself keep, keep, <laughs> keep while i'm thinking about dragons yeah. <laughs> oh there's there's is that a fetish like Dragon Basin or something like oh, that? Oh, well, there, sure. there was an episode when that one show it starts with an R. And Can't talk about the two R's. Eh, I'm not gonna. I'm, I don't know. Oh yeah, with the well, that it's no, it's a, it's a. I got you. I got you. The R and M. It was an R and M episode. Yeah, the R and M. Okay. But there probably is. There's probably people that. There might be individuals that dress up in dragon costumes. There are furries out there, so yeah. I guarantee you there are dragonies. There's a dude. But there's not furry dragons, though. It doesn't you don't matter. Have to they're be a not furry, dragon. furry. They're just it dragonies. Be, it could be furry on the inside, so it's not yeah. a lot of chafing. Yeah, no, they're just called. They probably works. call themselves like shit up now. dragon yes. <laughs> fuckers. No, yeah, just dragon. Dragon fuckers. What are you dragon? Yeah, what are Boom. you dragon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Suspect. I'm going to look into it. Mm. I'm just saying because they're not furry because they don't have fur. I just mean that since there are there is such a thing as a furry, yeah. that there's definitely such a thing as a dragony. I just don't know if, what they call themselves. I really like my dragony title. I think it's a great idea. But I'm going to do some research. Well, there's I'll a, find them. There, there's a, I might have to infiltrate. And, you know, I, I might be gone for a while. You know, doing my th- this will be my side. Thing. And are they following okay. four legs, two wings? Or they go and see that's, two that's, legs, that's, that's two legs and wings arm, wing arms. That's what we got to find out. You- I'll go undercover and I'll find out. Mm. Deep cover. I'm going deep cover. Deep throat. Cover. Only the highest and the most respectable topics will be brought up here. Drag dragons. Drag dragons. <laughs> that's probably a thing too. I'll find out. All right. Megs is on the case. I'm on the case. Well, thank you for listening. I'm Trevor. I'm Josh. And I'm Megs. And this was the Amateur Movie Review Hour. Woohoo!
Goodbye. Good night. Sweet lads. <laughs>